Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. Just four dudes. Just four bros. Yup. Four bros. Growing down. Bro down for what? Exactly. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hi, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Felix's Bagels right off of Route 100, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. What? <laughs> oh, you don't remember Felix's, huh? No, I've never been to Felix's. I don't think. So there's, there's a old bit, like corner store uh, that, that is, was recently was replaced eventually by like that Halloween adventure store on Route 100. This is dude Felix, and uh, nobody could rent it out for the place out for a full year because Felix owned the place even after he stopped running the store and the rent was through the roof. And uh, so the only people who could afford it were like the Halloween adventure people for like two months out of the year. Place just went vacant. So it went from being like a a bustling corner store that was like the the centerpiece of me and my brother's mornings on Sundays uh, to being just like an eyesore on the side of the highway, destroying (laughs) property value and ruining people's perception of the town. Good job, Felix. Attaboy. And then and then every every September, October becomes a Hollywood Halloween, a a spirit Halloween. And then it's. Yeah, which 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 made. Yeah, made the, the town much more appealing by having a bunch of screaming children. Uh, in the store at all times mm-hmm. so it was, it was just a great spot all around i think they also did christmas trees though so you know it, was, it wasn't all bad mm-hmm. it wasn't all bad so anyway that was extin talk with with me Matt <laughs> T- tim had no idea what was going on so i could not participate yeah. so I should, I should pick i should pick somewhere uh tim would actually know uh reno's it's just reno's yeah every time yeah every every single time just reno's just a different pizza place that starts with R in X, and we could probably go for like Rocco's. two hours doing that. <laughs> Rocco's, Reno's, uh, like Rexy's. Well, Rexy's around the corner here. What's that? <laughs> what was it? I said there's like seven different Anthony's. Oh, is there? Oh, we got oh seven. God, yeah. yeah, you know that's that's it. The next next couple of episodes is just gonna be us rattling off pizza pizza places in Exton. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Nice. And then we're then we're gonna get to like the shitty chain ones where it's like. And then coming to us live from uh, Donato's on Corner Route 30. Ah, Donato's is great. You shut your mouth. (laughs) You know what it wasn't? Reno's. (laughs) That is absolutely true. Yeah. Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, The premise of our show, as always, is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, let's discuss the wines that we are drinking. Rich, I'm going to start with you. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, first of all, I'm uh, taking through a little bit of a loop right now because you did not ring the bell and I did not make take my drink um, when you said oh, premise. Sorry. 
Um, Sorry. Uh, oh, you know what it was? Uh, my uh, my my wine bottle is blocking my view of the bell. So I thought I moved my bed. I thought I moved the bell because I also work at this desk, uh, okay. and I thought I moved it for my actual job. But as it turns out, I didn't, and I'm just my wine bottle is just too big, too dark, and too thick with five or six C's for me to see the bell. Anyway, the premise. There the we show, go. Rich. There we go. And I'll, I'm also going to say, you don't like close a deal and ring the bell whenever you're working or something like that. Like, why would you move that for work? My job is only a net negative to the company. The only thing I do is make <laughs> things worse. Uh, times. The, only, the only thing I can do is take stuff away. So uh, I this week I'm drinking uh, Cavalier d'Oro. It is a pre- Pinot Grigio. It's a it's a delicious white wine from 2019. And I bought it because it's got this awesome looking like Valkyrie type uh, 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 person riding a horse. It looks really cool. Um, and I like it. I like it so far. The first sip was a little uh, iffy about, but every sip after I've enjoyed. Most excellent. Ride of the Valkyries. That's a song. It has the word Valkyrie in it. Mm-hmm. And so I figured I'd bring it up on account of the fact that Rich said the word Valkyrie and it triggered like Pavlov's dog. The only thing in my mind. <laughs> the only yeah. thing is or- a Valkyrie. I've been, yeah, I've yeah, been, yeah. I've been ingesting a lot of uh, Norse mythology, God of War and Thor lately. So Valkyries and, and Norse mythology are just right up in there. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Jersey Rosé and unapologetically off dry delicious it's deliciously bright and fruit forward with notes of ripe strawberry and pink lemonade and it is very fruity it's a lot more fruity than i would like like i'd like something a little bit more dry not off dry whatever that means (laughs) what is off dry i don't know it's 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 wet so I guess that's what it means. Well, I don't know why they we just turned say the dry wet. off, so it's just wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you asked for a dry wine, and we gave you alternative dry. <laughs> we provided alternative dry for the situation. Go to a dry uh, cleaner. Too. I want these done off dry and not dry, yeah. please. Yeah, hold on. We'll dip it in a moat for you, and we'll bring it right back. <laughs> uh, Tim, what are you drinking out of your uh, bottle, capped off with a one that wonderful aerator again? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking. Maomi, I M E I O M I. I have no idea how to pronounce this, but I'm going with Maomi because that sounds cool to me. It is a uh, Pinot Noir from California, and it is delicious. I think I've had Maomi before, and I I I believe I I also enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't have it. I have an aerator though, so I mean, God knows, I'm only getting like 15 percent of the experience. Yeah. Well, I, I I forgot the aerator existed until after I poured my first glass, so I won't know until my second glass. Oh boy, that's called a teaser, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir uh, from the Pinot Project, nice. California uh, Pinot wine uh handcrafted from the finest california pinot noir grapes pure pinot aromas and flavors of black cherries are kissed by oak and complemented by just the right amount of five spice uh extremely versatile with the host of your favorite dishes enjoy in moderation as soon as possible uh this flavor will self-destruct in five seconds yikes gadget i am always on duty (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this is good. Uh, dude, Pinot Noir is awesome. Like, I, this, this expansion of our palate from just rosés into other wines is really a boon for me because now I can just go right back into drinking uh, Merlots and Pinot Noirs all the time. Uh, yes. Which, yeah. Mm. Silky smooth, baby. Uh, now, Rich, uh, you have our first round of questions in front of you, correct? Yes, I do. Again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But, Rich, uh, what is first? Uh, first question is from a um, how do I say this name? A Tess really a Tess really I think. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, uh, and yeah. it it asks, uh, what was the best book you were forced to read for school? Is Tess really like a game show host? Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's like it's, filling in for Pat Sajak on Wheel. <laughs> and here's the stars of our show, Tess. Really? What what was the best book you're forced to read for school? Uh, Beowulf. Uh-huh. Yeah, that okay. was. Uh, I think that was a senior, a senior read. 
senior year read, and um, that was really the only book that grabbed my attention enough to actually continue to read it with everyone else. I was not a fan of like the forced reading. The only other book in throughout high school that I really read was we did the play Richard III, and the only reason I read it is because since it was the play, everyone had to take parts, and my name is Richard. So they forced me to be Richard III. Mm-hmm. So I had to read That's the totally most fair. of the book. Being someone who hates reading in public, that was nerve-wracking. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was Beowulf for sure. I absolutely love that book. Um, and I've been wanting to get it again, get like different versions of it to read it. Because the movie itself just completely tarnished the story of Beowulf. What are the different versions of Beowulf? I think there's there's a couple of different versions. I don't, we read like whatever was in like a textbook version, so it's probably a little dumped down and and not like fully the story or whatever book it would be for Beowulf. This is like the Western Orthodox Beowulf versus yeah. the King James, like, the yeah, King James exactly. version of Beowulf, yeah. You get like the cool, like, you know, trying to appeal to teenagers version of Beowulf, like, yo, tubular, man. Like the new, like, <laughs> we, we stumbled across that. My, my wife had like, uh, either me or my wife had like the teenager Bible or something like that. Like the, the Bible that's like, yo, man, Jesus was totally sick, bro. Like, uh, yo, oh, man, get a load of this. And, and Jonah was like, yo, get a load of this dope whale. Uh, just stuff like that. Um, I think the, best book uh, the one that jumped to mind immediately was to kill a mockingbird because i genuinely love that book uh so i will probably say that catcher in the rye was close but like i don't know that was that was one of those ones that like i was fine with but people were like oh man this book was banned and like you know it's a banned book mm. so it's gonna be like the cool one he's got all the curse words he's talking about sex and stuff like that and i was like it's fine <laughs> yeah, I, it's all right. I would. Uh, kill Mockingbird was 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 to kill Mockingbird was better, in my opinion. So to, to to kill Mockingbird, I would be I would be a little cautious about talking about to kill a Mockingbird. Don't want to make any of the Republicans too uncomfortable because you're talking about a book with racism and they they sue us. So just be careful about that. I'll try. Uh, I mean, as as a, as a as an avowed racist myself, I feel like I can probably <laughs> uh, you know just pull some strings and you know use my connections to. To, to make sure that we're all right on that front. It's not like we're reading, you know, a book that, you know, d- says that the Holocaust is real or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean, what is the uh, the best book you were forced to read for school? Um, I think uh, Pride and Prejudice probably is one is the one I enjoyed the most because it's like an old timey rom-com. <laughs> and so it's... <laughs> So it's just it was it's just it, a it's a good book. <laughs> it's that easy is read. the best description. <laughs> for, so I want to ask for someone who uh, does not like does not really like to read like myself. Is it a book that I'd be able to get into, especially if it's like a rom com? Uh, I don't know because it it is it is still old, so it's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is. But it, I I really liked it because it's it's cute. <laughs> it's a cute old book. <laughs> Whoever my teacher was in high school made the mistake of like concurrently showing, I think the movie version, and I want to say Kira Knightley was playing. Yeah, uh, was it was in right. that? Yeah, and um, I, I had not started reading it. Like I was doing the the really good high school thing where I was like waiting till the last minute to read everything until the quiz, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we'll show you the movie," and it was just her saying Mr. Darcy over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not reading this. Now. There's no chance. <laughs> Under no circumstances will I read this book. You're a nightly ruined it for me. You also ruined Aaron Karenina, Anna Karenina for me. Anna Karenina. Yeah, no chance. I'm no no chance. I'm picking that up. <laughs> no, it's a very it's a very boring book. Anna Karenina. I it's so long. Reading it. it's it's a, so long. It's, it, there's so much farm talk. Yeah, it's so long. It's extremely long, and it's it's, it's I don't know. Whatever. We're going to talk about Anna Karenina now. Tim, uh, aside from Anna Karenina, what was the best book you were forced to read for school? Uh, best book I was forced to read for school was With the Old Breed. Uh, it is essentially, I, I actually had to look at look up some of the bits because I was like, it's historical fiction, but it's not really historical fiction because it's all written on the notes from a U.S. Marine who was stationed at Peleliu or Peleliu. And Okinawa, so mm. I mean, I I enjoy 
history to some extent. I normally hate reading it, but like this was just, I wouldn't say entertaining, but like just the way everything is portrayed in it and like the really gritty and gross and horrible side of war and history that we kind of gloss over when we talk about things. It's like, yes, we lost thousands and hundreds of blah, 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 blah in this battle. And this is talking about like, being in mud pits and like not knowing where the guns are coming from. And then somebody comes up out of the mud and slits the guy's throat next to you. Not that I was just like, Oh my God, violence. But it's just like the candor used in it was just really cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, I read that for evolution of warfare. I think Mm. I forgot about college. I didn't even think about like, was that, was that high school, that that, that class for you or college? Uh, That was my senior year of high school. I got you. Okay. Yeah, because the, the Forever War by Dexter Filkins was like that for me, but I had to read that for – I didn't even think about, like, college-required reading because uh, <laughs> I was associated with, like – you have to, like, read uh, – I was associated with, like, the rubric that you get at the beginning of high school, and it's like, uh, if you want to get into – you have to do this. But, like, the, the war books, as terrifying as they are, are, you know, very interesting as well. Like, uh, those those war novels or war war – uh, memoirs really mm-hmm. yeah and the similar vein of books uh or similar style of book the things they carried i had to read that the same summer for the same class similar but more about vietnam and not all of it was entirely autobiographical it's like kind of sort of but not really and they're just like collections of short stories it's like holy shit so mm-hmm. those two books fantastic highly recommend any other uh, required reading that you guys love? I always, I, I'm a, I have a soft spot for Bartleby the Scrivener. Hmm. It's, it's a, I think Herman Melville wrote it, and it's just about a guy who decides he doesn't feel like working anymore, and that's about it. <laughs> just like no, thank you. He says I'd prefer not to. Is that the big thing about Bartleby? This is like an aspirational piece. Yeah, I prefer not to. Yeah, it's like the office space, but the book. Oh man, so, sorry, uh, I was, sorry, sorry, I was laughing while uh, you were talking about your book, Sean. But uh, Chase started to have a nice big old dream and was making some noises, and it, it always makes me smile when he does that. So I don't know if it was picked up by anything else, but it was adorable. I don't think I heard anything. Nope. No. But for the listeners now, since you didn't hear anything as well, uh, Rich at the <laughs> was laughing at his dog. <laughs> Very rudely in the middle of Sean's commentary. Rudely as he was as he was nicely talking about a book. Yeah. Um, How right. dare but you. it's so, sometimes Chase will wake himself up and do a howl while he's doing that, and that's always what I kind of look forward to. It's adorable. Um but any other what, books what? or should we move on? Let's get a roll in. All right, next question. Um, what do you look forward to when you wake up? I don't. Breakfast. <laughs> oh, boy. Breakfast and coffee, uh, usually. Nice mm-hmm. hot cup of coffee, especially now in the winter. Like nice warm cup of coffee. Usually I have pre-made like a week's worth of breakfast, so I have like a... Like a sheet tray pancake or something that I can toss in the toaster oven and get warm. So that while I'm like getting ready for work, I'll have that getting warm for me. And then you get like the scent of the, the the pancake or the French toast bake like permeating the kitchen. You're like, oh man, when I get back up there, man, you got coffee and a coffee and a pancake. Here we go. Uh so usually that. Nice. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, uh the thought that today I'm gonna make the world a better place and no no, no. Is just turn around society writ large with yeah make today a great one best foot forward make your bed first something or other matt stop pandering to the audience we we, we know we know you look forward to reading all the trump tweets that's all knowing that one day i'm gonna follow my dreams and <laughs> my dream is to spend 24 hours a day on was it gabber the pub conservative social media platform oh, I completely on for- now because they keep getting kicked off. I completely forgot about that thing. I don't even know. 
You know more Gabber than I do. Or par- Gabber or Parlor or something like that. It's, One of those. Oh, it's the an- yeah Parlor. Yeah. It's the anti woke yeah. uh, social media site yeah, where yeah, you yeah. can't I- talk about wokeness essentially, or you will get kicked mm-hmm. off. I have I have Tweet Deck, but it's just called Josh Hawley Deck, and it's just all of the platforms that Josh Hawley is a big fan of, and I just have them all in front of me for all my different accounts. It's great. Uh, uh, Tim, what do you uh, you you said nothing? Do you really have nothing to look forward to when you wake up? No, I was just being super dark, uh, sarcastic. Uh, the thing go. I look the thing I look to forward to in the morning is that first like big stretch. Like, not that I'm uncomfortable when I wake up. I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to leave this bed. But then when I do get up and I do just like that big whole body stretch. Oh, my God. It is the best thing. For an old man with a bad back. Just crack all the vertebra. (laughs) Get all loosey-goosey. Sean, do you also look forward to getting all loosey-goosey when you you wake up? Uh, Definitely. (laughs) I do all my morning stretches. Yeah. Uh, Downward dog, upward dog. Yeah. Walk the dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get my yeah. The stretches. He's just doing yo-yo tricks instead of stretching. (laughs) I meant literally the two dogs walk the dogs. Yeah. Uh, Bork, bork, bork. I don't look forward to that, but I look forward to Alice waking up because she's so stoked to see me every morning, and that's like a huge. It's like a huge boost, like even because I have to wake up at like seven something to take Jake to school. And so I have to wake up. I have to get I have to take him to school. I have to take the dogs out. So I have like a lot of morning routine that needs to get done. But then and then I get to and then Alice wakes up and she's like, what's up? (laughs) I'm just like, that's awesome. Fucking sick. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Dope. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. Uh, Rich, what do you look forward to when you wake up? Uh, I'm with you, Matt. It's it's the morning coffee. It's um, waking up, uh, making that first cup, and just that first sip. Really, like mm-hmm. I will sometimes make an entire cup of coffee, take that first sip, and completely forget about it for the rest of the day. But it's just that first sip of coffee that just mm-hmm. like really I look forward to every morning. Jolt your senses. He's like, yeah. oh, it's warm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's warm. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That. A nice bold cup of that Wegman's classic blend. <laughs> I get the Wegman's Colombian blend. Oh, look at you! Yeah, is, is Tim is, is Tim sending you a stipend or something? <laughs> Mega bucks? Yeah, he he gives he he sends uh, a little bit of a thank you gift every week for being on stream. So, uh, thanks for breaking our non disclosure act. I will be seeing you in court. Yikes! <laughs> Shit! All right. You know, you know, Tim. I need money for an attorney, please. <laughs> Wow. Your attorney's going to have to pay his your other attorney's attorney fees if Rich loses this case. <laughs> yep. You're real tough, tangled web. Yeah, good luck with your taxes this year, champ. Uh, Rich, what's next? Uh, what is next? Um, how are your parents doing? All right. I mean, I, I can talk. I, um, they're doing all right uh mom's doing fine dad just had emergency back surgery on wednesday though um but I, he is out of the hospital and up and going uh but he's gonna be out of commission for a few weeks at least um so with the snowstorm today jensen and kwame went and helped shovel and everything um but for the most part they're doing okay my dad's feeling a lot better after that back surgery which is nice good deal man Weird. Actually, back surgery is no joke. Glad no. he's doing all right. No, he, it was it was bad. He uh, he told me we had a family gathering on Saturday last week, and he couldn't sit down. It was so uncomfortable he couldn't sit down, and he was telling me it's from the like kind of kidney area all the way down past his butt into his thigh, like back of his thigh. It just was pure pain. Um, and I think the doctors said that he had like. Two or three cracked discs and one or two impacted Oof. discs. Yeah, it's just years of working as a delivery driver for like mm-hmm. DHL. It's just those trucks are not made to be sat in for that long. Howie. Yeah, but he's doing good. They're both doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> unknown um, question asker. There's no name next to it. 
so we know. Sean, how are your folks? Uh, my folks are okay. Um, we, uh, my uncle passed away this recently. Mm. So we have to go to mm. his funeral this coming week. And, uh, so th- I think they're, they're kind of working through that because my mom and the aunt whose husband it was, they're very close. So I think they're, they're probably, they're doing okay, but it's just not, you know, it's a, it's a hard situation to be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry for your loss. It's okay. Uh, it, yeah, it sucks, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. How about you, Tim? Uh, I'm a terrible child. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he he makes the big bucks and moves three states away and now doesn't care about yeah. anybody. There you go. No, <laughs> I mean it, it's absolutely a fight my mom and I have had. She's like, You're 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 terrible at keeping in touch and I'm like, I'm fully aware. Like we didn't even talk much when you lived here still and I was like, I know. I, I'm aware. <laughs> Why do you hate us? I was like, I don't, I just don't think about it. I don't <laughs> have people who has people who calls parents. I, I don't think about it, so it's like, oh, I re- I realize it's been a month since yeah. Christmas, so I've not talked to them since Christmas. Yeah. So that's uh, I'm a I'm a terrible son. No, I. You're look, a living John Ham meme. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, defend you and say you're not a terrible son because we've all got lives, we're all busy, and uh, the phone works both ways. So mom could call you. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's a living John Ham meme. His mom's like, uh, his mom's the guy in the elevator going like, uh, "I think you're a terrible person." And Tim's like, "I don't think about you at all." <laughs> there is definitely somebody I've said something similar to before. It was not my mom. Uh, it's a bit of an oversimplification of a, of a more complicated of a more complicated scenario, but uh, but I've definitely but, done that to someone. They're like, "Why do you hate me?" And I was like, "I don't care enough about you to hate you." And they're just like, "What the fuck? That's worse." Not even on my radar. I, I mean, no, no, that's not worse. <laughs> kind of is. My, hey, my folks, I, my folks, I uh, saw my mom a couple days ago. Uh, first time I've seen her since Christmas, which was uh, already a bit of a dicey situation about seeing each other in person. Anyway, on account of you know all of this, mm-hmm. the everything that's going on. Gestures to the uh, world. Yeah, yeah, hand gestures to everything. Uh, but tell my mom, she's doing aight. Uh, saw Big Ron, my father. Uh, sorry, I did not see my father. Uh, I I talked to my father uh, about a week or so ago, uh, and he's aight. Uh, he's very pleased with the direction that the Sixers and the Eagles are going in. Uh, <laughs> and he, he thinks it's Jalen Hurts. He might not be a franchise quarterback, but uh, seems like uh, he's a good guy. And uh, he's, he shares my assessment of that. Uh, and he also thinks that Joel Embiid uh, could really use some help and that Ben Simmons is a bum. These have been Father Sports Takes with my father. <laughs> I, for more Father Sports Takes, I uh, talked to my dad a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. I was with him for, for something. And I asked, the the Cowboys got eliminated, right? He's like, that was the best news I ever got in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the it's, it's not just that they lost, but the la- the way that they lost that game, like, I've never done heroin, but that's got to be what heroin feels like. <laughs> like, you had, so, and uh, not to go completely off on a tangent for football, so that we're, we're, we're recording this on uh, January 29th, uh, six days after a incredible Bills-Chiefs game. Uh, that went down to the wire. Just, just one of the most remarkable games of football I've ever seen. Uh, that included the Chiefs uh, going like 55 yards in 13 seconds, which was less than the amount of time it took for the Cowboys to run the ball and fuck up the clock at the end of their game, hmm. uh, running out of time because they had no timeouts and they decided to run the ball. Uh, it took them less time for the Chiefs to go 55 yards and it took the Cowboys to go to like 10. <laughs> yeah, just incredible. Nice. Clock management, and they and they kept the coach. They're keeping the coach that made that decision. So uh, it just gets better and better for the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best takeaway from that game. It's awesome. Uh, Rich, what's next? Uh, what is next? Um, if you opened a store, what would you sell? Funko Pops. Dad ass. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Matt? I said dad ass. 
That's what I thought you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's dead ass. I'll be a soda jerk, and my jerk, my soda name, my soda brand will be dead ass soda. Okay, okay. Direct dead, competitor, dead, dead ass cherry, dead ass lime cranberry. Well, no, I, I, out of respect for the Godfather of sodas, Dr Pepper, I'd also stock Dr Pepper in the corner <laughs> so people who want to take it home. Uh, but yeah, dead ass soda jerk. Nice, <laughs> nice. That'd be mine. What about you guys? Uh, Timmy. Whiskey. Whiskey. Then, duh. <laughs> I just, uh, I've, if I've learned anything from not watching Breaking Bad, uh, don't use your own supply. Just make sure you know that. Uh, I'm not very good at learning from other people's examples. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim, Tim, just, just drink it all. Yeah, it's... Breaking, you know, Breaking Bad was a work of fiction. This is the real world, man. True, mm-hmm. true. Drink, drink I mean, as much of your own whiskey as you want. That, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I got bankrupt. Why? You How drank did this it happen? all. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, Sean, if you opened a store, what would you be selling? Uh, I like to sell retro video games. I think that would be fun. Nice, just to have all those old cool. gamies. Mm-hmm. All those old gamies. Playing them. Just that would be fun. Being nostalgic as hell all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I get a family and friends discount? Of course. Yes. Mm. Tim, you're probably the one funding the store. So Yeah, yeah he's my angel <laughs> investor. I, ch- I, changed, yeah. I changed my answer. Me and Sean are going into business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, Sean, have you ever been to uh, House of Fun? No, I haven't. It's uh, it was it was in Oakland near um, uh, our, the Doggy Designs um, uh, grooming shop. They've moved now to uh, is that Barrington? I think it's down Whitehorse Pike. Um, but before you get to like where that Home Depot is and stuff, as you go mm-hmm. under two ninety five, yeah. it's like right there. Mm-hmm. Um. And it is, it's a long store. They've got a bunch of retro stuff. I went there a couple weeks ago, and that's the exact kind of store that I would want to run. It's just a bunch of old collectibles, toys, old and new collectibles, toys, things like that. Um, uh, retro games, just a full-on just collector shop. Where is... Mm-hmm. You... I mean, I've got about Jade, seventy Funko Jade. Pops, so I could st- I could get it started. <laughs> was there Tim in like King of Prussia? There was like a like a J Street video games that did that. Yeah, J Street video games wasn't too bad, and their prices yeah. weren't crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know they like moved locations within the mall like seven times, mm-hmm. and then I think they just closed up at some point. Mm, but uh, in media, there is Game and DVD Exchange. Not and DVD exchange N apostrophe. Oh, uh, and highly like, recommend like Guns N' Roses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> highly recommend it to anyone near Media, Pennsylvania. Uh, if you're looking yeah. for retro anything video game related, great people, great guys in there, fair yeah. pricing, and usually some pretty good deals on stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh and, and system repair. So that's cool too. Ooh, that is nice. Help them out with some advertising here games and games and dvds appetite for deals <laughs> yeah yeah you know where you are you're in media pennsylvania <laughs> excellent you're uh, gonna game <laughs> yeah you're gonna save a lot of money on a five for four pack <laughs> uh yeah they gotta let uh bill from the back stop doing the uh the commercials for <laughs> Okay. Uh, just, Rich, just what's get, next? They need to just get Jim Sapala for Jim Sapala's Kia. Yeah, uh, he's not doing anything. <laughs> uh, so, picture this. You're at the beach. What's the first thing you do? I was confused when this didn't start with Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> picture this. Sicily, you're at the beach. What's for? No, there's no Sicily, unfortunately. Do, uh, do you want Sicily's me to- totally real. Do you want me to tell you to like close your eyes so that you can envision it more? Like close your eyes, close them. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, first thing I'm I not... do is open a drink, whatever that drink is. Hopefully a beer. 
open a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably my move as well. Crap beer. Uh, get the book out. Commence relaxation. That mm-hmm. is that is my beach move mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, the beer is the beer is step one. Well, I guess after presumably after setup, like doing all the fun stuff where you look like a dumbass trying <laughs> to put an umbre- umbrella in the sand uh, or setting up like a can or whatever. Unfold? Yeah, why is it so windy? We shouldn't have come when it was windy. <laughs> uh, so a lot of that. Uh, you, you, you're only putting up an umbrella when the wind is gusting like thirty miles an hour at the beach, and exactly. you wonder why you were there. Uh, after all that beer yeah yeah i mean glad we're all everyone here everyone here just just opening a drink i uh, i always i'll go put my feet in the water so i can say that i went in the ocean yeah i'm done with that charade (laughs) like i'm just like i went in the ocean and then i sit down open a beer and relax i'll do that like three hours in if i think we're getting ready to leave i'll be like i guess i gotta put my feet in the water (laughs) Uh, yeah, you guys are all wrong. It's uh, you go to Johnson's Popcorn and you get a bucket of Johnson's, so that as you're leaving the beach after having eaten the entire bucket of Johnson's popcorn, you get another jo- bucket of Johnson's popcorn. What the hell is Johnson's? It's the ca- caramel corn. Caramel corn, and they do have cheddar corn as well. I it's have you, no it's, idea what I we're thi- talking about. I think it's only in Ocean City. I don't know if it's in any other of the beaches. I know the name Johnson's, but I've never associated Johnson's with like the yep. actual act of going to the beach. Ocean mm-hmm. City, New Jersey, which I've been to once. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, Ocean City tends to be my go-to. Like, if I'm doing a beach day or a shore day, it's like it starts at the Cape May Zoo and ends in Ocean City. And I always make sure to get a bucket of Johnson's popcorn. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I got another. Not no popcorn. Not but not popcorn guy for the beach. Usually, I pack my own sandwiches. sandwiches. Uh, so sometimes after my beer, I'll, after a couple of minutes, I'll, I'll open up a nice, uh, nice cold cut sandwich mm-hmm. I've wrapped up from earlier, and uh, can commence eating the sandwich. And nice. that'll uh, that tides me over. So that takes only uh, that takes uh, it holds me over forty five minutes before I go to the boardwalk and start scrounging <laughs> around for uh, for a different snack. Uh, yeah. Usually, like a, a fries a fries yeah. just get one single fries and bring it back yeah sure yeah. that's the move one sandwich one fries, mm, fries. uh rich and, what do we got uh, next next um are you into hugs toads totally yeah man yeah man yep i'm All a hug guy yeah. mm-hmm. bring it in hugs and I, get, and I get like I get people who aren't into it, but I always have trouble like re- like resisting around them. Like <laughs> I know I know I know I know people who I don't who don't like hugs. Like I, I'm friends mm-hmm. with people who don't like hugs, and I try to acknowledge that. But also, like I'm in a bit of a social contract situation where if I'm, if, like, if, I'm a, if I'm in a group with ten people, and nine of the people I know are like okay with hugs or into hugs, I'm gonna go and hug them to greet them of it. And I get to person number ten. I know this person doesn't like hugs. I still look like an absolute jackass if I'm just like <laughs> sup. <laughs> And like, give him a fist bump or something. <laughs> like, uh, it's not not gonna happen. I'm sorry. You're you're just gonna have to to acquiesce to my huggingness for this one moment for like a for like a, a fleeting moment. Yeah. Just so I, I I don't look like there's it doesn't look like there's a problem in in, in the yeah. in the room that I'm in. I always ask, but it's always in that. But like, can I give you a hug? Yeah. Or like kind of that I, I'm totally guilting you into this even though I know mm-hmm. you don't want to. Yeah. Kind of way. Yeah. 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 Come here, buddy. It's, Come it's, here. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those like yeah. you walk up with your hands out like you're getting right, like eh, 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 and then eventually the hug happens. Yeah. Yeah. The Jaws music is playing in their head by at the same time, like dun 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 while they're in there. Paralyzed by fear. It gets to them. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. Hugging, man. Hugs are cool. Hugs are dope. Yes. Do more of it. Hug, hug your Jones. boys. Hug your girls. Whatever it is, you got friends. Hug them. Hug yeah. them all. Your coworkers. Hug them. Gotta hug them all. Gotta hug them all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all one hundred and fifty-one. One hundred and fifty-one hugs. That's a lot. I can do it. Yeah. 
Venus over Tata, Pharaoh Pidgey. Uh, <laughs> Rich, what's next? Next, have you ever been in a treehouse? No. No. This yeah. is one of those like, childhood things I got cheated out of. Sean's been <laughs> to a treehouse. I have. What kind there of was... treehouse? You did? No, no, I said what kind. Oh, it was like a very shoddily made, <laughs> like it was basically like a piece of wood, and then... A, a one wall so it was just like like a basically like a pallet and then a wall and you climbed up a bunch of just like it was so shady it was not it was barely yeah, meant for barely meant for human <laughs> it's more of a lean to yeah in, with the in, remnants in a of a tree house yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was but it was but it, it was like it was just something to do it was like we didn't go we went in it like once and it was just like Here's here is something fun to do, and fun is in quotes because it's just you're now you're just hanging out above the ground. Yeah, it's not really yeah. it's not really anything special. We're playing go fish, but up here now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the trick of it. Yeah, I didn't have any friends. I, I was it so it wasn't your treehouse. It was somebody else's. No, it was like somebody friends, else's. Friend it was just it. yeah, somebody's. Mm-hmm. Huh. Treehouses are a precarious business. Like, first you need mm. a tree, and then it need, the tree needs to be big enough to hold a house. Mm. Then, then you, you have get to get zoning rights with the government. Yeah. Like, you have to hope lumber lumber hassle. costs aren't what they are. Yeah, um, yeah. Geez, with inflation the way it is, my <laughs> God, can you imagine building a treehouse now? Might as well just uh, cut that tree down and sell it for the lumber costs, and then yeah, say make sure that you had you gave people the opportunity to build affordable housing in the tree first, and then like <laughs> then you gotta wait like, six months for that hearing, and then and then suddenly geez, it's winter, and you don't yeah. build anything in winter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could you imagine after the today's snowstorm uh, building a treehouse? Like, no, that's not happening. Mm-mm. That yeah. was such you know, a dad take. <laughs> like that, that whole what? like last two minutes was just like, ah, jeez. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I spent all day down at like a like a public works trying to let them you know, let you build your treehouse. That's <laughs> awful. And every 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 ten minutes, like whenever you're in a government building, I think you were required to have like a timer on your on your watch and just remind you every ten minutes to like tap your finger on the counter and be like, my tax dollars go to this. <laughs> oh God! Like no matter what you're doing. You're like my tax dollars, but you have to have it like with a slight question mark at the end. My tax dollars go to this. <laughs> and, really, and occasion yeah. the occasional really? the occasional. I pay your salary, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll Ouch. get that. Oh, this is the stuff that'll get uh any any public official on on your good side. <laughs> I pay your salary. Okay. Uh, what's next, Rich? Well. I I didn't even get to answer yet about the treehouse and um does the Swiss Family Robinson house in Disneyland count or Disney World? No. No. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Shut down all of your dreams instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. That thing is the worst thing in the world. It's it's a walk through ride where you yeah, climb the freaking house and then climb down. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, um, so maybe the next question you'll have a better answer for. Uh probably not. Uh, if you designed clothes, what would they look like? Oh man, like clothes? Yeah, like I don't know, man. <laughs> Not a designer. I just wear them sometimes. So I know. Look, look. I'll level with you guys for a second here. Um, coal miners have like a really hard job. Um, teachers, incredibly hard job. Medical professionals, extremely, extremely hard job. Uh, but my wife watches Project One Way, and I can say very safely that designing clothing whole cloth out of nothing is the hardest job on the planet. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, man. It starts with nothing, and then suddenly you fucking dress. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I guess it would just be a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems simple enough, but God knows I'd fuck it up. Yeah. Well, it, like I, I think, uh, like the spirit of the question could be like, what, what, like, would would it just be normal T-shirts or would it be like, for me, I'd probably have like anime video game design T-shirts, like maybe original character type designs, like something like that. 
but they'd be like anime video game inspired probably hmm. i don't know i used to have more of an affinity for that kind of thing <laughs> uh like where like i'd wear like concert t-shirts all the time or i'd wear um i don't know yeah you know, like a like a football jersey or something like that I still yeah i still like wearing ball caps and things like that but like there's nothing like I don't know. Like, I, I I don't have anything that I'm like that strong. I have that strong of affinity for where I'd be like, yo, if I made T-shirts, I'd have all of them look like D- Devonte Smith, uh, or all of them look like, uh, it, it's, yeah, nothing. I got I got nothing. Like, <laughs> be a normal ass T-shirt. Maybe it'd be like my name on it and like plain aerial text, like no serifs <laughs> or anything. Just just Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah, I would I had a, buy I had a, that I, shirt. I had a buddy in college who said that one day his goal was to be rich enough that uh, his name was Ben Moreno and his goal was to get rich enough so that he could buy a five second ad spot at the Super Bowl that would just be him saying Ben Moreno into the camera and then it cutting to the next commercial. <laughs> that, that's what I would do, but in t-shirt form. Yeah. So I hope Ben Moreno Solid. did that, whatever whatever he's up to nowadays. He's 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 doing fine, I'm sure, but uh, but I hope that one day he finally achieves his dream of using his money wisely on something like that see that's 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 a good design because eventually uh you would branch out from just t-shirts to like maybe active wear and you'd be like the pink um uh uh tights where instead of it saying pink across the asses it says matt across an ass well the nice thing is like i'm under no uh illusions the fact that matt is 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 seen as like a douchebag name like i'm i just thank god that the name Chad exists because if it weren't for Chad, Matt would be up there. Uh, and so, but, but that name, like if you start selling t-shirts with Chad on it, there would be a contingent of people who'd be like, that's me. Like I want that shirt. Uh, and so I think I, I could egg into that market with a bunch of apparel that just had Matt on it. Mm-hmm. So we can make it happen. Yeah. We'll talk rich. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna steal Matt's idea. I said, I said we'll say, talk. <laughs> oh, we'll talk. Plan. I thought you. Yeah, I yeah. thought you said talk, Rich. Like what? Do it no, now. No, no, no. Talk <laughs> right now. Speak. No, I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a dick of a host, but I'm not that much of a dick. <laughs> uh, I'm totally stealing Matt's idea, though. Except it's gonna be derp in Comic Sans because fuck everyone who thinks Comic Sans is a bad font. <laughs> well, it depends that's on what it, you're trying to do. It should so, it should be it should be derp and windings. Hmm. Then you won't so know it could it's be derp. anything. Exactly. No. <laughs> derp is funny, stupid. So is Comic Sans. Boom. I like Comic Sans. Is uh funny, when stupid. when LeBron left the Cavs like ten or twelve years ago, the uh, the owner of the Cavs wrote a message, like a scathing message, criticizing LeBron James, but wrote it in Comic Sans and published it to the Cavs <laughs> website. Uh, and everybody's like, "Well, I hated LeBron, but now I hate you too uh, for <laughs> for doing this." <laughs> like a grown man writing a whole screed about a single athlete on in Comic Sans. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely not what it's used so you for. Can, so you can reclaim you can reclaim Comic Sans from from that to from that infamy. Yay! <laughs> Any uh, other uh, design choices? I would just it would just be plain T-shirts because that's what everyone needs. You can wear them on the news, and you don't have to have it blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> plain T-shirts. I would I would have T-shirts that the design are already blurred out, so that the news would have to blur out a blur out because it would be a a licensed property. It would just be like look like a black hole in their chest. There's <laughs> too much blur. Exactly. The first time that you they interview somebody and they have to warn you in advance, like we you know, those with sensitive eyes might have to avert their eyes from this. Not because it's an insensitive image, but because it just fucks with the camera so much that it's gonna make <laughs> you throw up. It's gonna be real weird. Yeah. Oh so- Side tangent, did you guys see the video of the news reporter who got hit by a car as she was giving an on-site report? Yeah, yeah she's a Delco girl. What? Delco. Yeah, she's from Philly because she reverted to her like hardcore Delco accent after she got hit. So she had like the broadcaster voice and then she got hit by a car and immediately was like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Excellent. <laughs> I just got hit yeah. by a car. That's crazy, Yo. man. They swerved it's... right on the road. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah, just kept doing the report. It was crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. Shout out to her. She's like a Penn State student. She's a Penn State grad, like hardcore, hardcore Philly right mm-hmm. there. It was awesome. Um, Shout out to her. Yeah. Glad she's doing uh, I think she's doing okay. Uh, I think any, she like any, did the next report the next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any uh, any other close? Or should we go to the next and final question of this session? Uh, we it. have a penultimate because we got a bonus question after uh, this one. Oh, do we? All right. Well, this is this is the penultimate. Um, you know what time it is, Timmy? Don't say anything because you took this away from us last time. It's eight thirty-one. Damn it! No, <laughs> it's the road show. That was the question, by the way. I was asking what time it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody trying to timestamp the episode. It's roadshow time. All right, let's go. Antiques roadshow guessing game, everybody. Everybody, pull uh, up addendum one. Okay. This is a game well, where we like guess this. items from the Antiques Roadshow, uh, the the wildly popular program on PBS, uh, and try to guess what the item is and how much it is worth. Uh, Tim, what are we looking at? Uh, we're looking at probably one of the nicest things we've looked at on uh, the Roadshow. This is a <laughs> wonderful p- piece of framed art of a giant fish. Thinking maybe parrotfish based on the uh, small mouth in comparison to the large body and just the general shape. But the overall design of the whole piece is very geometric and brightly colored for the fish anyway. Uh, so it's it's objectively very pretty looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice it, art. As opposed I'm... to the rock that is apparently <laughs> art from last yeah. time. I would say that this is probably the nicest art we've seen on the Antiques Roadshow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very pretty. Great colors. Uh, I am not a art aficionado, so I can just be like, "Oh, it's cool." Watch, I like the fish has its fins, and it's like flippy, flippy. Watch, watch the antique be just the uh, frame and not the actual art piece itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd, yeah. It'd be like my my six year old did this, and I decided to frame it in this like exotic, exotic. Like, <laughs> Blend of woods. The picture's worthless. The frame's worth forty thousand. Uh, so, what do you guys think the significance of this painting is? It's probably somebody's final work or something like. I don't. I don't know artists, so I can't really say who it would be. But it's probably somebody's final work. Mm. I think it's just like a regular painting. I don't think there's anything like. Like, I think it's probably by someone famous, but not mm. somebody famous from that long ago, because it looks like mm. recent. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's it got to be at least this century. Yeah. So it's not like crazy old, yeah. although the frame mm. looks relatively beat up. It does look a little beat up. Matt? I'm going to say... That, hmm. See, the problem is, like, I'm trying to think of, like, more modern artists, and it's like, it's not Picasso. I don't think it's Picasso. I'm going to guess some weird American artist that I've never heard of, and I'm yeah. going to go 3,700. See, my rule of paintings, my rule of the road shows, paintings and furniture are always worth at least ten grand more than I think they are. <laughs> so, I'm going to say this is worth $20,000. Ooh. Whoa. I mean, I was thinking about thirteen, okay. like thirteen bucks, not thirteen grand. No, thirteen grand. Thirteen dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna say five thousand dollars. Five thousand. Mm-hmm. All righty. Who wants to be part of the Brose players this week? I'll be one of them. I'll be the other one. Who wants to appraise? Who wants to be guesting? Sean, do you have a preference? No, I don't really care. All appraise. Okay. All right. Tim's the appraiser. Sean's the guest. Action. Wait, I have to get to the screen. (laughs) This belonged to my great-granduncle. He managed a hotel on the west side of New York, and he had a room that had a skylight, and so we let Thomas Benton use his studio and other artists from the Student League. And some of these paintings were gifts for using the room, I believe, and they bought some of them. And this Joseph Stella was an early work, and he had Stellas and Bentons and all kinds of wonderful associations through the years. And how did it come to you? 
After he passed away, it went to my mother, and then it came to me, and I've lived with it and loved it for years. We called it the angelfish, and I know it was painted somewhere between 1922 and 26. Has it always been under glass? Yes, and I'm very thankful it did, because they all smoked. It would have been destroyed, probably, if it hadn't been under glass. Joseph Stella, as you probably know, came to the United States from Italy when he was about 19 years old and studied at the Art Students League. And I think this is a wonderful example of his later period. This was a popular frame that was used by Georgia O'Keeffe and Arthur Dove. They loved this white gold and this real simplicity, which is also an added value to the painting. Oh. So it's nice that you've been able to keep them together. You had it appraised. Do you have a sense of value? Well, in 1987, it was appraised for insurance purposes for $7,500. That's all I know. And have you had it? Any sense of value? No. Want to take a wild guess at what it might be worth? Well, I thought maybe it would go down. I didn't know. I don't know what the market is for Stella. Well, the market for this has been very good. (laughs) Oh. I would appraise your painting for both insurance value and for if it were to sell in an art gallery at $250,000. Oh, I feel it's... I've just been consulting with my colleagues. I think it's quite a spectacular piece. You amaze me. You're lucky to have this. Lucky to have this inheritance. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. Well, congratulations. Oh, my God. Matt, you you win by default. Dude. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. How, how does it great feel, job by me. How does it feel to be uh, 10% of what the actual value is? I mean, uh, look, Svengali is, is sort of thrown around like a lot these days as like, you know, it, it, it sort of lost its value. But I sort of see myself as a Svengali of this game. 20000 uh being the closest at this $250,000 painting. I mean, I guess I should turn the question around to you guys. How does it feel to be in the presence of such greatness like this, me, uh, for getting this as close as I am? I just, I, I can't handle it. Like, it's, uh, you know, um, in, 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 like, TV and stuff when, like, bright lights shine and they have to cover their eyes. Like, that's what I'm doing the entire time yeah. being in your yeah. presence right now on my mm-hmm. monitor. Yeah, it's like the first time Goku went Super Saiyan. It's like, exactly. holy shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tim's speechless. Just weird. Sorry, I'm I'm speechless because it's like we called it angelfish, and it's like, have you never seen an angelfish? <laughs> Call it every wanted. He's he's not mad that the piece of paper with paint on it is worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He's no, mad because cool. they named it angelfish. Yeah. Well, no, I they called it. He said the owners called it angelfish. That doesn't mean it's what it's called. And now I like, uh, really want to know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I say, because that'd be great artistic license to like draw a picture that's clearly of of like a fish and call it something else, like to present <laughs> yeah, to right. present this and be like this. What this truck is called? This painting is called Brink's truck. What? It's clearly, it's clearly a fish. Yeah. What? Uh, all right. So we do have a bonus question. Yes, uh, we do. Rich, do you want to regale us with the bonus question? Yes. Um. This uh, question comes from uh, Sean's 65-year-old uh, son, mm-hmm. and and that's Jacob. And the question is, who's going to win the big game, and what's the score? You know, I think we can say Sue, but we're not going to get sued by the NFL. <laughs> I know. In spite of the fact that every chip company will. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's winning the Super Bowl, and what's your score prediction? Who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, this has not been determined at the time that we are recording this. Uh, the championship games are tomorrow. Oh. Uh, so we can look, we look real dumb. by this. So the four teams that are left are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, you heard me right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going Bengals, Rams. That's a good one. The Bengals are going to take it. Wow. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bengals, Rams, but I'm going to say it's the Rams. Um, but it's going to be a close game. It's but and and a low scoring game. I'm going to say it's going to be uh, seven to fourteen. I'm pulling for the underdog. Hmm. Mm. John, what do you think? I think it's going to be Chiefs Niners, and I think it's going to be a high scoring game, like thirty seven to twenty three. 
I also think I, I want it to be Chiefs Rams because I think those are the two best teams left. But it's going to be Chiefs 49ers because that would be the funniest thing. Because <laughs> uh, it'd be a rematch. It'd be a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, uh, and it would be the the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Maybe uh, the most uh, best quarterback in the NFL today, uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who is getting by exclusively on the fact that he is handsome and <laughs> uh, and would not be nearly as highly regarded if he wasn't a good looking dude. Uh, <laughs> is it? He is. Played in two playoff games has not thrown a touchdown pass yet, Jeez. Uh, which is good. This is good because when you have a quarterback and you want to win games, you don't want him to throw any touchdowns. That's oh, of course not. Kind of the goal. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be Chiefs 49ers, and I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are nice. uh, out of control right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a great football day. I think I play. I watched the Chiefs game last week. That was the Sunday afternoon game, right? That was uh yeah Chiefs Bills are arguably yeah. the greatest football game ever been played. Dude, that was that was the tightest game I've ever watched. It's it's nuts that all three of the games leading up to the, or both the games leading up to that one as well. So all three mm. of those early games that weekend all had those split decision uh wins. Every 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 game had a walk-off score, either a walk-off field goal or a walk-off touchdown. Uh it was it was crazy. Uh yeah. it was a phenomenal weekend of football. Uh, I screamed at my TV more at the Chiefs game than I did for any individual Eagles game this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wow. incredible. And it, was, it, was, it was a wonderful, wonderful football game. Wonderful entertainment. Uh, you guys excited for the halftime show this year? Who is it? Eminem, Eminem. Eminem Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, so you're not going to hear anything that entire time because it's just going to all be censored out. And they'll figure it out. Eminem <laughs> got played on MTV a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna Back be a great show. I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that 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 will be a good show. I, I was a little sad because I stumbled across an article today that was, uh, who is Eminem and why is he playing at the soup at the soup? I was like, what the fuck is this disrespect? Well, this oh. is so. My theory is that they are getting this out of the. They're getting. The four like dad rappers out of the way, plus Kendrick Lamar to appeal to like the, the slightly younger generation, meaning like thirty five year olds, uh, <laughs> and and they're getting that out of the way so that they never have to put another rap act on ever again. <laughs> so they can go back to roll to, to to rolling out the Rolling Stones and you know Tom, not Tom Petty, but uh like that equivalent that that era of music. They can, they can put them out on their their wheelchairs after this because they're like, look, we did the rap stuff. Yeah. And we did Big Boy, and we had Big Boy a couple years ago. What else do you <laughs> monsters want? Leave us alone. Yeah, see, we're we're culturally diverse. We had Mary J. Blige. That's my theory. That's my theory. So <laughs> it's not a bad. And they, 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 they pick like the the four biggest dad rappers of all time. Is it freaking Dr. Dre? Well, it's well, the other part is that it's Dr. Dre and the four people who write all his raps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. Yeah. Not not saying anything controversial. That is a bona fide fact. Uh, that's all the questions we have. Does anybody yeah. have a closing thought or a take? Mm, I'm good for this one. Nah, I don't have one. Nah. No, I already said that. You know, Doctor Dre hasn't written one of his own raps in 30 years. I think I'm good <laughs> on takes. Yeah. Uh, this time, if people want to see any more of my Doctor Dre takes. Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's m k a s z n e l. What about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. And you, Sean. At Hey, it's SOB. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for plugs. Rich, we're going to start with you. 
twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts for uh, video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Fridays. Also, go check out www.one-quest.com for all of our RSS feeds and socials so you can check out the show's podcast, Nerdy Weekly Talk Show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast for me, Sean, and a bunch of friends play Dungeons & Dragons. Sean, when you're not playing D&D, you also throw frisbees. I do, yeah. and you can uh, you can catch me throwing them at Obi Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it is Obi underscore Disc Golf. I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast, where me and my brother Alex explore two different albums in pop music and find the way that they're connected. Uh, sometimes the connections are obvious. Sometimes, you know, look, it's a pretty straightforward connection between Def Leppard and Andrew WK, in my opinion, uh, or even between bands like the Mountain Goats and Death Cab for Cutie. But how about Cindy Lauper and a punk pop band called Bad Cop, Bad Cop? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. So sit down and listen to the, the Taste Fakers podcast, where my brother and I will explore each of those albums uh, discuss their history, discuss the music. It's a great time. It comes out every other every other Thursday, uh, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And Tim, tell us about our friends at the Anchor Persons Podcast. Greg and Gene over at the Anchor Persons Podcast are bringing you the hilarious news you didn't know you needed. Uh, if you enjoy our witty banter and hilarious puns that I don't think we had too many of this episode, uh, <laughs> then you are going to love these guys. Um, they they have great chemistry play off of each other and the the ways that they combine some of their stories or find that hidden thread between two seemingly disparate stories is very entertaining so you got spanish art restoration mushrooms growing in people's blood because why the hell not and what the hell is going on in kid rocks uh ho- or restaurant talk, but, uh no yeah something like that yeah, whatever the hell Kid Rock's restaurant is, uh, then it, it's a, just a generally very entertaining uh, show. So get at him. Kid Rock put out another song. Fuck. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dude, he has found his niche. And that niche is going to kill some people. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Okay.